Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Today we are talking to Robert Selby. Robert was in the movie Dads, and Rob Shear, our founder, was also in the movie Dads. And we just wanted to connect with Robert and find out some more about his story. His little boy is absolutely adorable. I mean, if you watch that movie and did not fall in love with this little guy, <laughs> I don't know. But You're not human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So welcome to Fostering Change, Robert. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Rob and Dana, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine. You know, when when Dana and I, first of all, you know, I'm just so humbled that I actually got to be in this documentary with you. And to know that you actually live maybe 15 minutes from where I grew up um, and that you're only about 45 minutes from where we live on our farm is even, uh, you know, I I said this to to Bryce Howard um, the other day on social media is that one of the greatest things about this documentary is um, you and I become friends. And I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart, Robert. I mean, you, you are absolutely everything every human needs to know how to be a good human is to watch this documentary and see how you are with your family and also see how you are with your son's mother. You know, a couple of things that really, um, I was so proud of how raw you were when you made the comment. Remember the comment, Dana, where he said he didn't want to be the dad. He was, you know. I do remember that. Absolutely. And I think it's something that probably a lot of people experience when they find out that they're going to be a dad or a mom for the first time when they weren't expecting that to happen. And then to see your change of heart and the love you have for your son now, it it was just incredible. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. Um, so my son's mother, Shante Williams, like one of my best, best if not my best friend. <laughs> like, you know, we got a great relationship. I always commend her, give her all her accolades and stuff like that because, again, I always tell her that, you know, you could have been that, that typical mom that was, like, you know, hurt and used it against, you know, me for, like, being, like, a dad or trying to be a dad or trying to come back into the picture. And you could have went the court system or the court way, like, anybody and anybody else had done, but her thing was she was like, man, you know, I'm glad that she thought like this, but she's like, you know what, I didn't feel like taking off of work, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, taking off work and going out to the court and do all these papers and go back and forth in court. It has been a lot on me. So, you know, I'm like, I just feel like I had that door open so if you ever want to come back in, you have a conversation and stuff like that. And I'd always commit her just listening to me when I told her, I'm like, you know, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. And I really, really meant that sincerely. I told her, like, you ever allow me to give me a second chance. Like, no matter what it is, I don't care if it's just visitations, you know, on the weekends or whatever. I think you would not regret it or whatever. And I told her every day I had to prove that. And I still to this day, even though it's seven years later, and I didn't 
the way beyond my duties as a father in her eyes, whatever, I still use it as motivation because I'm like, you know, it could have been, I could have gone to my son maybe, you know, once a week or with the, um, with, with somebody that's got supervision rights and stuff like that, or a guy paid, you know, like child support and stuff like that. And I said, I, I literally, um, I commit her for that. Then to find out my son, well, our son had to go through all of that heart surgery and getting out of the hospital. And just imagine me if I wasn't there to be that support because she used me as support when they was going, when we all was going through that. Because, you know, like as a man, sometimes, you know, we, we try to hold all our stuff inside and stuff like that. So while she was, you know, all you know, broken down and stressed out and stuff like that, you know, I was with her rock to try to keep her, you know, up and her head held high and making sure everything's going to be all right and stuff like that. So I always commit her every day. I write her, you know, text her sometimes. Like, just want to let you know, you're awesome. I'm doing an awesome job. You know, you know, you know, love you through the thick and thin. You know, you know you. You might get on your nerves sometimes, but you know, us boys, <laughs> you know, you run around in the house a lot and make a lot of loud meals before you try to sleep. But again, yeah, she loved it. And again, a lot of her friends, they want this type of relationship that we have. And I asked us, how do we get that? I'm like, you know, we just adults. We just talk about everything. You know, you got to have that, that open mind to an open ear to, yes, give some advice, but also listen and willing to take advice and stuff, even though you write for the wrong. And that's what I do. Anytime she talks to me, you know, I listen to her and I'm like, you know what? You're right. I, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. Well, I didn't know I was doing Robert, as I'm hearing you talk about this, it's so many things, so many questions that come into my mind, you know, and you said, oh, we're just trying to be adults. And, um, that is just not what we see in today's society. <laughs> Absolutely, it is not. And sometimes it's hard to, um, sometimes it's hard to get along with the other parent and put your personal feelings about the situation aside. But when you do what's best for your kid, they are so much better for it to see mom and dad get along and they have my best interest and there's none of this petty BS going on. So I got to tell you something, right. and I'm, I'm hoping that my co-host, who I love to the moon and back, doesn't throw say why did you throw me under the bus but you know dana i admire her because i see the exact same thing that you do that she does she has a, a beautiful um kind loving just powerful young girl daughter who's 16 now um and which you had with you know toby Mm-hmm. And uh, the relationship that I see the two of you have is very much what I see Robert and his son's mom have. That being adults, mm-hmm. um, truly understanding that the child is the most important thing. So so I, I don't know how I, I lucked out because I can tell you right now, I can do a poll and many of my friends, they don't even have one friend who is doing that. Here I've got two friends that are doing that. So, so <laughs> I, I'd like to talk a little bit Robert, I'd like for you to please tell me um, when when your son was born, um, you know, and, and again, I've seen the documentary probably just as many times as you have hundred, um, <laughs> but but, you know, how how when you found out that he had a heart condition, um, let's let's go back to that day. I mean, that I just can't imagine. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's going October 2013 and um like I, like I tell other people, you know, you never plan for the what ifs. You always plan for, like I say, the gender reveal. Oh, I'm about to get a nursery, this color, that color. I'm picking out the child's name and all the clothes. You know, always all the happy stuff. You just never plan for, like, what if my child come out with, you know, nine fingers? Or, 
you know, a deformant or, uh, or something like a, you know, special needs or Down syndrome or something like that. We never plan for that or whatever. And a lot of this stuff that I've come to learn can get misdiagnosed or, you know, looked over. And that's what was with my son or our son that when he was born, she had a feet testing. So she was in the hospital, you know, longer than expected. And we got for like a week, honestly. He was two days late. Then um, they added on like a few more days, and she had a C-section, so they added like another two days. And I, honestly, I was tired from driving from where I worked at. I had to drive up north to D.C., then the back track to Fredericksburg, because it's almost like an hour drive. And, you know, every night, just make sure she's good, then I go to work, and I, like my body was just tired. So when the doctor came in, when the nurse came in, and um, we were about to sign our discharge papers, she was like, um, you know, um, and to me, thankful for nurses and everybody that does their job. We love this nurse to death. But um, it was like a shift change. And when she came in, um, the new nurse came in for a shift. She said, well, you know, I saw the um, previous nurse, all her um, notations and stuff like that. I'm just going to double triple check before I do all your discharge papers. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're ready to go. So she said that she heard a um, strong murmur. I said, well, you know, I hear like a murmur. Is it okay if I, you know, send them downstairs for testing? And I'm like, well, no, you cannot because Honestly, we've been here longer than expected. You know, I'm tired. It's time to go. I'm ready to go to give me the papers so we can leave or whatever. So it's like, well, if you give me like 20 minutes, you know, I will cut it real, real short. You know, normally it takes like a little bit longer, but just give me like a few minutes. I promise you, I promise you. I'm like, you got 20 minutes. All right, nothing over. <laughs> over 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. She's like, okay. So another nurse came in. She was just talking to us about what to expect. And she was like, well, you know, um, kids always have like murmurs and stuff, or babies have murmurs. Some be severe, some doesn't, uh, some goes away over the you know, course of time and stuff like that. So she's like, well, you got like a 10% chance that anything would be severe. So I'm like, okay, you know, 10% chance, you know, out of 90 or out of 100, I'm cool with that. 90% chance, he'd be great, nothing wrong with it. So, and we're doing all this, we're packing up, ready to go. I'm like, you know, come back in, give us a green light, sign the papers and go. And um, the nurse came back in. She's like, I just want to let you know. Can you please sit down? I'm like, okay. No, I'm not going to sit down because you're starting off. I'm going ready with that. So what's going on? And she was, she was told that she was like, well, there's 10% chance that I said that your son um, may, may fall into. But he does. And once she said that, my son, mom, just fell to the floor. She like spaghetti in my hands. Um, the nurse, when she was talking, it was like one of those cartoons that went wah, 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 wah. I couldn't understand nothing she was saying. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it just like, it just blew our minds. And then after that, it was like a roller coaster. From the next week, the doctors, we saw like a cardiologist, and he told us that our um, son, he wants our son to be like 10 pounds, or at least like 10 months before he tried to do the first surgery. And within like the following week, like two weeks later, our son had to have emergency heart surgery. Because his pediatric, she was reading some of his oxygen levels, and she's like, his oxygen level keeps going up and down. Even though this is his condition, because since he had holes in his heart, his oxygen level wasn't going to be stable. But she said, it's just getting too low, and she doesn't like it. So I had to rush him to Children's Hospital in D.C., and he stayed for 24 hours to 48 to 72, and he had emergency surgery. And every time they would, every time they told us that, oh, you know, he's going to spend like a few days in the hospital, then his recovery can be at home. He just never was that. He just wanted to stand in the hospital for like two months because every time it says something, you know, going to be good, it always turned bad and bad and bad. And it was just like a rocky three years of home nursing, physical therapy, speech therapy. It was, it was crazy. So 
So to see him now is a blessing, but these first few years is is real rocky. Wow. Wow. And how how is he doing now? He is doing well now? Oh yes. Um his the cardiologist told us that he has a limitation on some of the stuff that he's supposed to be doing throughout his life. It's to the point now he's like, Man, it's no limitation. Whatever he wanna do in life, just let him go because this kid is this this he he keeps shocking me every time that he comes to here. I'm like, Okay, his limitation is this. He just busts through that door. Okay, when well, his limitation is this, he just busts through that door. So now he's like, you know what? Whatever this kid wanna do, I don't even care. <laughs> as long as long as he doesn't pass out. <laughs> I, I, lo- I follow you on social media, so I do love when you post pictures of him. He is when- just precious. <laughs> and I think that clip from the movie of him saying, I love you oh. with all of my fixed heart. I mean, that's just the yeah. clip from that movie. Damn that it, Dana. Just- you trying yes. to make me cry today. Oh, my gosh. It is just the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest thing ever. So does he still have the yeah. port? Um, yes, I'm in his stomach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he still had a feeding tube in his stomach. Um, because he's under, he's under big parts of gastro about there. It's concerned that she keeps that for, uh, like, uh, like a safety reason and stuff like that. Because, um, I remember one time he got sick, you know, like a small little cold for maybe like a day. And he wasn't eating. He lost like a whole pound. So it took us almost a year, yeah, close to a year to get that one pound back. Just like constantly feeding him and stuff like that. So he's like a picky eater. He runs a lot. He's in a bunch of activity. You know, typical kid, and he burns a lot. Then his doctor was like, well, I look at you. You're tall. You're skinny. You got your body in shape. So, you know, I just figured that that's how you're going to be. But he just keeps it for, like, safety measures and stuff like that. Just case he might have another surgery, it helps it out as well for us, like, feeding him and stuff. Well, I will tell you, you are the true definition of unconditional love. You know, I say it all the time. You know, we have over 438,000 kids who are sitting in foster care, you know, over 103,000 waiting for a forever home. Um, and I, I look at, at humans like you, and you're such an unbelievable role model. I, I'm just, like I said, I, I get shocked. You know, the other day I was in, I was in CVS, and um, there's People Magazine, and I pull it up, and I knew it was, I knew it was the issue that you and I were in um, and it was yeah. nice I know the manager at CVS so she had had like five copies hang- waiting for me in the back and I opened it up and there <laughs> you and I are and I was just thinking out of all the dads that were in this documentary that they picked our family um, you yeah. know and your family I mean it just it was just meant to be Robert this friendship was just meant to be you know I have to tell you the, the strangest thing you sent me a text the other day and you said look at this we have a mutual friend and um, I was so excited to see Kitson, who actually wrote the story. She first broke the story of our charity um, by writing a story of our daughter in American Girl magazine. And then my son, Makai, and my son, Tristan, both um, were at Children's Hospital. And I know what that feels like. You know, when, you know, I remember when they had to sedate Makai to give him his first scan. And we were doing brain scans at the time to try to figure out you know exactly what was wrong and i remember sitting in that room and they came in and we were like okay we're gonna just take him home and the doctor looked at us and said um 
it's not good. And we were like, oh my gosh. And he, and you know, and, and it's like, you're in a, it's like you're in a tunnel and you can't hear anybody saying anything. And that's when they told right. us Makai had fetal alcohol syndrome and this frontal lobe was never going to develop. So to hear that you and I both are part of the children's hospital story, um, I was pretty surprised about that. And, the, and gr- so amazed that Kitson had reached out to you. Have you done that story yet? Yes, um, we did a story like I want to say last Wednesday, yeah, last Tuesday, Wednesday we did, and she was telling me roughly the same story how she got to know you guys or whatever. It's like it's just a small world. I'm like <laughs> it's even smaller because um, like last year, uh, I'm sorry, this year I had to um have my son. We had to have a meeting at my son's school to get like the five four act um signed for him for his uh, feeding tube and get approved or not if it's. Uh, his nurse and all them could do like special treatment for him and stuff like that. And one of the nurses, um, I had to step out before the meeting started. And when I came back in, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, or whatever. Um, and I had to talk to my um, my son manager about something. You know, we got like this uh, modeling. Um, we got this modeling gig that's coming up. So I was like, oh, you know, your son is a model. I'm like, you know, you act the model a little bit. And I kind of went into the whole spill about that a little bit. And um, I was like, it's for New York Fashion Week and stuff. I said, okay, okay, that's cool. And then I was like, well, you know, in a few months, you know, we had this little movie coming out that's on Apple TV. I started explaining that a little bit about it. And I'm like, yeah, we got these farm bastards here. And I said, I know they're out in Maryland. And I just started going into detail. I said, huh, that's probably not familiar. Like, they adopt the kids. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, the black kids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. So she's like, hold on, it's not like a book I got. Like, initially started going into detail. I said, well, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I found a picture site. I had their book. Have you read it? I said, no, man. I'm like, oh, my God. They are the most wonderful couples ever. <laughs> and she felt like, like, I'm talking about her whole face is like little red or whatever. I was like, you know these people? I said, well, I don't know them like that, but they are in the movie. And, you know, oh, my God. I cannot believe it. Like, I got their book. I read their book. I went to, like, uh, one of their um, events. I'm like, she just started going in, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, okay, so I got to meet you guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I tell you what. The fact is is that I, I'm the lucky one because when we're watching the documentary or, you know, the other day I was watching that um, celebrity watch party, and you were on it with your son, and, and I, get to, I get to tell people, I was like, can you believe that is my friend? I actually, look, I have his text number, his phone. I text with him. So, so the feeling is mutual, my friend, Robert. The feeling is mutual. Listen, I truly do believe that there are so many things. I said this to you, I think it was last week when you and I were talking and just chit-chatting one afternoon. I said to you, I said, I believe that so many things are happening, going to happen for you. Um, so many things happening for your son. But I say for you, the camera loves you. We love you. You have such an impactful story that moves people. And I'm just like I said. Said. I, I said it. I'm going to say it again because um, I do know that Bryce listens to our podcast and so many other amazing people listen to our podcast. I am so, so unbelievably grateful that Bryce picked me and my husband and my family to be in this documentary. And one of the best gifts was I got to meet you and I've got to, I can now call you my friend. Yes, sir. Yes. And it, it, the feeling of everything is mutual because Again, they told me, like, you know, if you put out good vibes and good energy, it would come back to you tenfold. And me just doing this or whatever, honestly, I tell you now, I did not realize, like, the impact this will have because I'm telling people, oh, uh, again, it is going to be on Apple, it's going to be on documentaries. 
but then it actually finally came out and then all that is like for the promotion and these people are reaching out and that people are reaching out and a lot of people are like, you know, you got a great story, you know, this helped me out. I'm trying to work on it with my significant other for like, you know, visitation and I wanna be a great dad or whatever and I'm like, Y'all keep saying I'm a great dad, but did you reach you know, see my part tonight? But I saw the growth. So that would tell me what a great dad is because, you know, you took something and you could have just been an absent father, but you came back into, you know, your child life. Yes. And you never missed a beat and stuff like that. So, like, I want to have that, you know. And I'm like, wow, I, okay, okay. I, I guess I am, you know, like a role model. So I you are. It, you know, you are. <laughs> and the fact that Kelly Osborne <laughs> reached out to you and said, congratulations. I know, Dana. Can you Kelly Osborne? That's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> that is really cool. Listen, you know, Robert, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being on Fostering Change. It has been absolutely wonderful to hear your voice and to let our listeners hear your story. I actually have one more question, Robert, because I know Rob's story of how he was chosen to be on Dads. But how did you end up getting chosen to be in the movie? Yeah, I would say luck, but I stopped taking that away because I guess it is a blessing. But um, uh, 2018, uh, Elizabeth uh, Jameson, she DM'd me on Instagram, and she was asking me, like, you know, um, uh, would you like to be undocumented by dad? We're doing, like, casting and stuff like that. You know, we trying to reach out to a few dads. So I'm like, okay, you know, well, just email me. And we, you know, talk a little bit more. So she emailed me, and then she told me, like, I'm like a little bit more about it, but not really in too much detail. And she said her um, her co-partner, um, Walter Madison, he is the producer of the movie. And, you know, they were just doing, like, some, let's say, casting and stuff like that. She was trying to find, like, you know, amazing dads and stuff like that. And she asked me, could she get, like, 20 minutes of my time, you know, for an interview? I like, you know, yes, ma'am. So, you know, that... Over a month time, we scheduled like a, a day that was, you know, fit for both of us. And, you know, we started talking and that 20 minutes lasted two hours on the phone. And Walter was asking a bunch of questions. A little bit asking a bunch of questions. They heard my story. You know, what we, the same story that was on Apple. And, you know, um, the dad's movie. And, you know, they're like, oh my God, like, God, I really, really like you. Like, I did not know. And he got like how your positive attitude is. And he was like, you know, y'all look happy. I said, most, most time, like, you know, 95% of the time, I'm always happy, cheerful, and stuff like that. So, like, wow, you know, so the woman just going to put you down. We have a lot of uh, other, you know, people to interview and stuff like that. But I'm just going to put you down. And, you know, if I need to call you back and let you know what's going on, I'll give you, like, a, you know, like an update. I said, okay, sure. Then maybe, like, a few weeks after that, Yes, and I will, you know, we selected you. I, um, I told Bryce about your story and stuff like that. And all she said was, go get him. And the rest, the rest is history. And I asked him, like, how did you find me? He said, before they actually had like a, a casting call, like online where people could submit, they were doing all the hard work. They was like, like Googling amazing dads, uh, inspirational dads, viral dads, funny dads. And he popped up like one or two times off of Google search. And he just started like looking at my Instagram and YouTube or like um, blogs and stuff like that. And he thought he was like, you know, very, very cool. And then again, my son had like a condition and he saw like the elevation in growth. So he just put me down or whatever and just, you know, Elizabeth contacted me. We had our interview and then we had that. Then, you know, a few months later, you know, back and forth communication, they, um, they came on out, shot the video. And then while it was here, I say, everybody comes in my life, I always tell them to come in my life for a reason. And uh, when it came, you know, we just started talking. You would think that they would come here, shoot the video, and that'd be it. But before they shot it, me and Walter was, you know, like on a communi- good, um, good communication um, 
uh, for they going back and forth, you know, be the text or calling. Then while it was here, from Andre to Chris to Walter, for the cameraman and the fight guy, stuff like that, I had great, great relations with them. So they talked to me all the time. Walter actually, Walter gave me the key to his apartment. So he's like, anytime you're in New York, with the casting call with your son, stuff like getting hotels room, you know, I got a guest room. We just going to stay there for like a day or two. I'm like, wow. So it became not friends, but family. And that's the same thing I look at Rob, you know, at least and stuff like that. Like, not as friends, like I call y'all like my family, you know. That's what y'all are to me. Like, I, I get that genuine vibe from y'all guys. Like, y'all are super amazing. This, this, with the foster care in general, like, you got a lot of kids out there that are looking for that home and look for somebody who really, really love them and for totally strangers to pick kids to walk them into their home or whatever and treat them no different if they're with their child. That's amazing. That takes a lot. That takes a lot of love, you know, and people don't understand that. So I commend y'all guys. That's how my story came to be on the dads. Wow. I love that so much. That's so cool. Just, I mean, it just, you put it all out there. You put your story out there. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're in this movie. So it's crazy. And it gosh is. knows we love Walter. Walter and Elizabeth. As a matter of fact, I was just texting with Elizabeth because um, I have a call with her this week. But um, we absolutely love Walter, who's one of the producers. He's just amazing and just so down to earth, you know. Um, right. and, and you're like me. I mean, it's not. It, you know, especially for my kids. I mean, we've done a couple of TV shows before, but nothing in this detail. And to have that camera in your face nonstop, Walter just made it feel so comfortable. Like it wasn't, yeah. it really didn't feel like work whatsoever. So I love that. Well, listen, Robert, I'm telling you again, um, thank you so much for being on Fostering Change. Um, I know our listeners are going to love this little bit of shakeup that we did today. It's a feel good story. It's what a way to start July off. And, um, you know, I just want to say thank you. And by the way, Dana, where can we hear um, this Fostering Change? So our podcast um, yeah. is actually on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, and tune in. And then you can always go to comfortcases.org slash podcast to look at all the information from each episode. And we're going to post links to Robert's Instagram and his YouTube channel and all of his social media so that you can go and follow him if you're not already. Yes. And please do that. Robert, listen, give your son a big hug from us. And I look forward to seeing you at the farm in the next couple of weeks. And again, I love you, my brother. I love you. Love y'all more. I appreciate the opportunity, and I will, you know, as soon as you wake up. You know, he's gone for two weeks, but I got him back. He's with, you know, my grandma. I mean, my grandma. He's with his grandmother and stuff like that. So he finally came back. So just nothing but now I start go with him. So. <laughs> love <laughs> go show it. the love. We'll talk soon. Take care, my friend. Bye, Robert. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.